Welcome back to Fourth and Forever. Joining me today, special guest, one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL, former Cal Berkeley Golden Bear. We won't hold that against him, but he's one of the captains of the division-leading 9-2 New Orleans Saints. Welcome, my good friend, Cam Jordan. I appreciate you for having me on. How we doing, bro? Man, you know, just, yeah. just living the life. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. What's a day off for you like? I mean, you guys are coming off a big win against the Broncos. We'll get into that. But, uh, I mean, this is you're a seasoned vet now, so you're constantly taking care of your body. What's an what's a off day like for you? Is there such a thing? <laughs> um, you know, if you, ask, if you ask my other half, she'll, she'll probably uh, laugh and say there's no such thing as an off day in the NFL. Um, but typically, you know, I wake up in the morning. Uh, normally, I go into a, a, a elementary or high school, you know, a local community school and, and talk, to, talk to kids. You know, you, know, you know the vibes. It's all about just promoting positivity. Um, and it, it out, actually gets you out in the community. So being out there, interacting, it's just absorbing what the next generation is. But now we're in COVID. Now it's a lot easier. Now I'm just like, I'm, I'm sort of sit up like you do. You know, I'm, just, I'm at the house and I just like zoom in. I don't even have to get into the car to, to talk to these kids. But then, so after, you know, after I do that, uh, off day is usually, well, I guess before I do that, I just, you know, cook for the fam um, and then get my day started. So then we do that and then head into, head into rehab. I uh, got to gotta make sure that all the body is working. And now, you know, the NFL done passed new protocols. So now it's strictly just rehab and get, get out, you know. But normally it's rehab. It's, you know, conditioning. It's work. It's working out. Um, and then it's fine tuning. So, you know, after you, you know, you, after you run, after you lift, you might be like, ah, the hips sort of tweak. And then you go back for some stretches <laughs> and whatever, some yoga, whatever it is. Um, but currently it's rehab, get the heck out. <laughs> Are you a big yoga guy? I know you went to Cal, you know, all that NorCal stuff, that loosey goosey tree hugging type stuff that you love up there. <laughs> hey, I mean, I was, I was a part of the class that, you know, like got to watch the tree huggers get snatched out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> to to expand our our uh, stadium, which now is awesome. Uh, I didn't get to see none of that. We were in the renovated like cubicles they put up beside the rugby field. But yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Hey, Cal Cal looks beautiful now, although they're sponsored by yeah. Under Armour. So, <sighs> Oof, oh, that's ouch. tough. And that they had a rough one last week, dude. One point loss to Stanford. What's that all about? Battle of the Bay, the game. I'm I'm blaming it on COVID. I don't. They're okay. like they're zero three. I got to control what I can control. That's, that's playing the run <laughs> and winning as a saint right now. Cause I, I, I love it. I don't know. I, I'd like to say COVID got right. behind the ball. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, you should start playing DB, dude. That was a quick backpedal out of the Cal Bears. <laughs> All right. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, but quickly on your background, you're born in Minnesota. You relocate to Chandler, Arizona. You got this NFL bloodline and pedigree with your father, Steve, who played 13 years as tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Did you ever play any offense growing up in high school, thinking about it in college? What happened with that? How come you're not an offensive guy? Yeah, offensive tackle. That was all I had in my life. And who wants to be hit like that? <laughs> Nobody, it like, that's what I've always said about offensive linemen. Like, one, you're fat. Two, it's probably slow. Three, you're getting hit every time like, we come off the ball. Like, yeah. you're not delivering the ball blow unless maybe you're a pulling guard. And even then, right. you've got linebackers flying down this hole where you got to keep your head on a swivel. And if you're, you're hitting That's me... That's a really good point. Like, nobody wants to get hit like that. I guess the only worst yeah. spot would be a quarterback being hit blindside, I guess. Mm. And we love those. Yeah, that sucks. But you make a good point. And they're called offensive linemen, but they're really on the defensive. And you... On the D-line, rushing them are really on the defensive. So that's – I've never thought about that. Played football for a long time. 
that just really woke me up. So thank you for that. No um, doubt. Let's go back to our uh, Cal USC showdown in 2008, the Mark Sanchez Cam Jordan Bowl, Ooh. as I like to remember it. Um, but we had a rough game against you guys, and I remember going into that game. I remember Steve Sarkeesian saying, hey, you know, I know the record's not the best, but these guys are going to be, they're going to give us a little trouble on defense. Here's what we got to look out for, blah, blah, blah. And I remember your name way back when, so I wasn't surprised when when you start balling in the league. <laughs> but we never really played against each other in in the league. I think I think you sacked me one time in that game against, uh, against the Golden Bears mm-hmm. uh, in the Coliseum. Do you have any memories of that game? Specifically? Not, not at all. The, like the only four no. college games I remember was my freshman year, ASU, uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from Arizona. I ended up scoring. Yeah, I, that's a big one. Yeah, ended up scoring at the crib. Like, and then we lost again. It hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I probably got the most sound advice from Deshaun Jackson because I was over there like, you know, I was 18 and I was like, I can't believe we lost. He's like, hey, man, they're going to be in plenty more big games, but the way you ball out is going to be how they remember you. It's not by this loss. I'm like, oh, mind blown, right? Shout out to D-Jack <laughs> and Robert Jordan. Um, and then, of course, it was like a super wet and coldy U-Dub game. And... Oh, snap. No, I think I... Okay, and I think there was, like, one other USC game that I remember. I, like, fell on Matt Barkley's cleats, and they took the air out of me. And then uh, an Oregon <laughs> game where we, we beat the hell out of Oregon, and D-Jack took it up the sideline. Uh, and Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was, it was only how, four. How good, how good was Deshaun Jackson, bro? Uh, electric. Come, in, come on. The first game I ever... Like, I was actually ever a part of Cal. Uh, and, you know, as a, as a freshman, you're on all the special teams. I was on, like... I think I made the first tackle of the game. I feel like that's my claim to fame. <laughs> I kind of like, oh, I made the first game I ever in, I made the tackle. Um, you know, didn't redshirt, so true freshman uh, on kickoff, made the tackle. So technically, I made the first tackle of the game. That being said, D-Jack returns one against Tennessee that game. He goes bananas, you know, take, takes a punt return. I remember that. And, yep. I mean, from there, it's like you're electric. You get D-Jack. Um, of course, you know, we had Javid Besh, uh, who, who was – Stupid electric in college, and then even was electric until he had a concussion out in the league. Um, yeah. And then we had Shane Vereen, you know, Justin Forsett. I mean, that backfield was lethal. That was a squad, man. That's a really good, we, really good backfield I'm skill not position. Lie. You, you should have just came over and been a quarterback. That's I feel like that's all we were missing. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. Uh, then you go on, you play for the Saints. Man, I'm trying to remember my second road game in 2009, my rookie year, we go and play the Saints. Um, I get picked off for like 108 yards back to the crib. I try and cause a pile for Jonathan Vilma, and I get a fine. Vilma and I since have, you know, squashed that beef. Uh, (laughs) Very public, very ugly. No, we were partners last year on ABC College Football, and... um, I remember him bringing it up one time during a broadcast because a quarterback tried to make this, you know, crappy tackle. And he goes, hey, Sanchez, that reminds me of you. And he says it on air, you know, that reminds me of you when you try to blow out my knees your rookie year. And I was like, and we had never really talked about it. I was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> this is weird, bro. Today's the day. But the, the, thing, the thing I remember most about that stadium is the atmosphere. I mean, it was so loud. I couldn't hear myself think, Tell me your favorite moment about the Saints fans, your favorite part of the Saints fans, and then what it's like not playing with them this year. How hard has that been on you guys? Right? Um, I mean, 
anybody who's ever played in New Orleans, like the, the Superdome is unreal. It's the energy is unmatched. The moment you walk in and, the, and they declare the Saints are coming through the tunnel um, and we charge out there, it's jump. From the, from, I guess from the last second you hear, breeze, you know it's going to be like, it's going to be epic. <laughs> so then, of course, you know, um, you get out there, we drop the hammer and it's, it's you know, who that, who that, and the chant goes up. And it's it's yeah. like deafening from from jump. So to not have that, I mean the the lack of chills, I guess you say. Like normally you hear that, you like yeah. it's like it's like you know the the ring on the bell for for the boxing match. Like all right, we finally started yeah. this up. Like that tells you we're 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 war ready. Um, but to not have that, I mean it's it was an adjustment. I'm not gonna lie to you. The first couple games, you're like, oh, it's just like preseason game. But even a preseason game, we're still holding you know forty fifty thousand fans. Right, right. And we was just like. Immediate family might have slipped in there, so let's call five hundred people, a <laughs> hundred people, two hundred people. Like you know, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. much, um, and that it's like being in a away game every game. You know, it's sort of lackluster, I would say, in terms of the fan the yeah. fan energy. But if anything, it, it, it builds huge confidence for our team because like we bring the energy. Uh, we're not relying on anything. It's just it's us, and we treat it as a, it's us versus the world. Um, and, and sort of you know. If anything, it has brought us to a new standard of it's always been us. That's great. I saw uh, the NFL did like a whole, you know, like an E60 special on the Raiders fans and the black hole. I feel like they need one for the Saints fans because you guys get just as animated and just as festive with the costumes. You got the voodoo people with the face paint and all that kind of stuff. And then you got like the Pope guy is always there, like, you know, blessing people in the crowd and stuff, handing out, uh, you know, uh, the um, communion and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's uh, it's so fun to watch. It's got to be amazing playing for them. But then you said there's no fans in the stands, so you guys bring your own juice. I mean, after the games, it looks like there's a full-on club in the locker room. What is that? I see Demario Davis's Instagram. He's walking around. It's like he's not really doing the gritty. He's doing something else. This week he had, like, a bunny hop going what are these dances? Where do they come from? And then why do I always see Drew Brees? He just kind of like walks in the frame and kind of like looks at it. And he's got his gigantic, you know, beach towel for, <laughs> for a quarterback towel on him. And he's just kind of looking and then gets out of the frame. I'm like, what the hell's going on in there? Uh, Club Lil Saint, you know, uh, that's, uh, what, that's what Club Lil Saint is, is a real thing. But, you know, <laughs> you, you just you, you just catch the side glimpse of Drew. Drew's already danced. You know, you, you miss Drew dancing. In fact, we... we yeah, wh nobody's caught him. Uh, you know, it's elusive. It's elusive. Great White Buffalo. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to get him. <laughs> Great White Buffalo. Dude, you got to catch him. What's the deal? Hey, Somebody's got it. I want him. It's like a bounty, right? Like a reverse bounty. But I need a <laughs> we video need, we need of a video? Drew. <laughs> when, yes. When, when Drew's ribcage heals up and he's back to, you know, slinging yeah. 31 points on, on our opposing team, right. we, we back on. I'm, I'm going right. to make that the mission. Like, oh, right. What about Taysom? Does Taysom... Can Taysom dance? Excuse you? <laughs> we, Taysom? We've made we've made Taysom <laughs> dance, but um and know, Taysom Taysom is a hell of an What's athlete. He, got? he can play tight end, <laughs> quarterback, running back, halfback, but he back. failed. He failed ballroom dancing, huh? He probably is excellent at ballroom dancing. It's locker room dancing that you know okay. may pose a problem. Uh. But he got he got yeah, in there. That's a different skill set. Yeah, it's a, it's an entirely different skill set. <laughs> Fair well, he's playing all right, so we'll let him slide. We'll let him slide. What about Sean Payton? Can Sean Payton dance? I know he's got some nice fresh J's all the time. I'll say you you, you know, seen you said Sean he's sponsored by Jordan. 
Hey, you've seen Sean like, Payton. Look, about a year ago, he had his own little dance. He had the SP. Here? He was out up there. Here? Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but he was getting it. It was like it was like his his own personal wave. You know, like it was. That's good. That's he good. gets in there. He gets active. You know, we don't expect much from yeah. coaches, and All yet right. he gets in there every every club. <laughs> he in there. Got to, got to. Football is in full swing, and the push to the playoffs is on every Sunday. Don't miss the NFL on CBS for some of the biggest matchups. Because it's time for the contenders to separate themselves from the pretenders. Can the Chiefs repeat? Or is someone else ready to dethrone the champs? The journey to Super Bowl 55 is sure to be filled with many twists and turns. And you can watch it all unfold every Sunday on the NFL on CBS. You guys play the Broncos last week. And oh my God. What were you guys thinking when you got the news about their quarterback situation? These guys all go in, you know, there's so much to unpack here, but I'm also glad my mom doesn't have a Twitter <laughs> or have a Twitter when, when I was playing because that was crazy. And I understand she's sticking up for her son saying, hey, you know, he's trying to go in on an off day and get better and blah, blah, blah. But they didn't wear their masks appropriately, apparently, is kind of what came out. The Broncos self-report and then the NFL just lays down the hammer and basically makes an example of the Broncos and now... They show up in this game with four or five hours of prep with a guy who hasn't played quarterback in years, and he's a practice squad wide receiver. What did you guys, did you guys just scrap your defensive game plan and just say, hey, get ready for Wildcat or keep your same calls? What'd you do? Uh, I mean, practically, uh, we sort of got the information just as everybody else did, right? Like Saturday. Um, So offense, of course, then had to go straight into, you know, whatever little virtual meetings they went to, you know, while we're on the plane, we're trying to figure out what we're doing. And um, meanwhile, you know, outside in, they're like, oh, this the Saints, you know, pass rush is going to have a field day. I'm like, what pass rush? I was like, guys, this is like, you realize with no quarterbacks, <laughs> you, can't, you can't drop back. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon might be taking snaps. And I think Philip Lindsay did take the first snap. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you just had to focus in on the run. And up until, you know, the fourth quarter, probably like the last two runs, they had like 32, 33 runs for 70-something yards. And then two runs happened where it was like a 23 long and like a seven long. And all of a sudden they had 100 yards rushing and then our defense was pissed. But, yeah. um, you know, you know you know the game plan you're going into. You got to stick to, you know, your sound defense of gap integrity and playing the run and surfing. And, you know, it, it becomes a completely different ball game. You go from like, oh, I'm pass rushing. Drew Locke, phenomenal. Yeah. Whatever, who, oh, he's down. Whoever, it, whatever quarterback is, great. We're pass rushing because we like our matchups. Any, you know, ten times out of ten, you always think you know D line is going to have a field day. Um, and yeah. then of course you catch the wide receiver slash quarterback that you know that they're not going <laughs> to let get hit like that. So I don't even know what he ended up dropping back for. What eight, nine times, nine times, two interceptions. Yeah, nine had times. Four. But this kid, yeah. this kid, legitimately like. Like you just said, you know, went from practice squad to elevated. Oh, I'm the I'm the QB now. I'm QB one. And dude, that's so tough. Yeah, I mean, I hit him a couple times. I'm probably did like he say anything during the game? I mean, what can you? Yeah, did he say anything during the game? Like, ouch, damn, this ouch. is hard. Or damn. like, yo, y'all need to chill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the offensive line was like, you know, was, was trying to do their best to protect them, and it's at the same time. So, we <laughs> thank you. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have to deal with what we have to deal with. You know, it's big ups to to my man for for being in that position. Major respect for that. 
And then you sort of feel bad. Like the fourth time I laid into him, I was like, I was like, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> like he he was all love a buck. 45 soaking wet with a backpack and pad. Yeah, up. dude, he's little. Yeah, I mean, he hit the he hit Oof. the ground. <laughs> I think he like jumped up and tried mm. to like finesse one. And you know, you give him the on on like a little yeah. on a little run out. It didn't end well for him. Like he hit that, that yeah. ground tough. I watched it on film. I was like, ah. hard. I was like the head bounced off the ground. Like that that hurt. <laughs> Ouch. All right. I mean, poor guy. Gosh, at the end of the day, you got to be a pro and you're like, hey, we're here for this W. Sorry about your circumstances, but this is the way it's going to go down. I get it. That just sucks. Um, then, so Drew's mom takes to Twitter, you know, Drew apologized, Drew Locke. He says, hey, I'm sorry to the organization, to the fans. You know, it was an honest mistake. I just wasn't wearing my mask, whatever. I mean, how many times have you gotten out of the car and you're like walking in the supermarket and you're like, oh, shoot, I got to go grab my mask. So I get it. It happened. So... I wanted to read. Have you seen his mom's tweet, by the way? Nope. I'm already on to Atlanta. Ah, but oh, continue. God. <laughs> oh, come on. 24-hour rule, bro. Like, you know, Sunday and then but really I mean, like a 20-hour rule. I was over it. Like, do you want to watch the film? Oh, you talking but about you the can understand. Can You can understand how his mom would go on there and be like, hey, like, he's trying to help, blah, blah, blah. I guess you can't really get mad at her. Moms will like, be moms. You know, there's been worse statements yeah, by, right? by wives. So a mom defending her son, yeah. especially in the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> moms, you know, moms defending their Good son, point. you know, that's a motherly thing to do. Wives talking about, yeah. you know, how they, they just want to go to Saks Fifth, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. What about bigger picture? The Broncos obviously self-report. Do you think it makes teams you know, a little apprehensive to self-report in the future because, I mean, they just got crushed by the league. Now I feel like everybody's going to be like, I'm not sending in the video, are you, kind of thing. So where do you think the league's at with that? I have no idea. When it comes to the league, you know the Saints and the league. <laughs> I wouldn't say, you know, we're just going to hold it down. We can only control what we can control. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Sean Payton's calling. Hold on one sec. Hey, coach. <laughs> I'll say this interview might be over if ESPN's right. calling. We don't, we don't do media. Well, we had to ask. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for entertaining. <laughs> I feel like Coach Payton always has you guys in a great mental framework or does his best to. Um, you guys are without Drew Brees. You know, there's all this media circus circulating. Hey, you know, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, what's going to happen? You start off the season one and two. Uh, you lose Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, what do you think? Uh, attribute your guys' uh, resilience, attribute, uh, or what do you attribute your resilience to as a team, being without your quarterback, without multiple receivers? How do you guys persevere through stuff like that? Um, I mean, one, we're a team that has overcome so much every year, any year. Um, and as you know, in a locker room, it's always the next man up mentality if somebody does go down. Um, and this is not the right. first time that we've been without Drew. or It was probably the first time we've been without Mike T. Um, but again, I feel like if Mike T was down, we still have who I consider the uh, you know offensive most valuable player of the year in Alvin Kamara. So, you know, we still got AK, who's... Uh, at times, is, is, is overly amazing. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's AK-type stuff. But then you look at the run, you're like, damn, he did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look like, <laughs> like he, he should have been tackled three times, and yet his 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 balance, his shiftiness, his whatever you want to call it, is so unparalleled. Like, he's 
he's out of that thing. And then, of course, on the defensive side, you know, you, uh, you know, teams focus on me, but yet you, we still got Demario Davis, who in my mind might be a DPOY this year, the way he's been playing. Um, not just all pro. And then you talk about, you know, Trey Henderson. Uh, if you, they were so focused, like, oh, you know, I'm catching double teams. I'm like, hey, if you, are you, you double than me, that means guys like David Onyemata and Trey Henderson and Sheldon Rankins are free. And these are problems that you don't want. Next thing you know, you know, Trey, right. Trey was leading the league in sacks for, for a second. Um, and he, you know, we still got some games left. He, he's wilding right now. He's at nine and a half. And, you know, I'm sitting at like six and a half. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he took off. Y'all focused about this. That man out there eating. <laughs> <laughs> smart. That's smart. That's huge that you, that you guys have plenty of talent to go around. It says a lot about the scouting department, the guys you're drafting, the players and, and locker room you guys have put together. Uh, tell me about Taysom Hill. It, does he do anything quirky, funny, other than his point? <laughs> oh, you're good. Close the door. Hi, Oh, what a sweetheart. I'm trying to tell you, look. Yeah. What's up, babe? Say hi. Oh, so cute. All right, give me a kiss. You got to go. You got to go. Oh, my God. Dad, Daddy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Mommy said you got to go. All right. What's her name? What's your daughter's name? This is Nia Grace. This is my youngest. And uh, Hi, Nia. Yeah, say hi. Hi. Oh, now you want to ask Nia, who's the best player? Nia, who's the best player on the New Orleans Saints? You don't know? Say, what's the Saints? Say, who's the Saints? That's where Daddy works. She so. said Alvin Kamara. <laughs> she might, I was like, she, uh, knowing her, she might be Mike Thanks T a lot. with it. She, she's, all about, she's all about this and then, like, don't look at you. Like, what? Who is it me? Let me see. Let me show, see, Nia. Show you muscles. Can you flex? Show muscles. Oh! Oh! Yeah, yeah. Very good. You guys are out there jumping on trampoline? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got it. We got it. Say, uh, hurry up, Dad. I know. All right, go, go get a cookie. Close my door. Yeah, go, go tell mommy to get a cookie. Love you. Bye bye. Yeah, I'll be out in a second. Um, I've always wondered because because Breeze has um, so much energy before the game. I see you guys getting excited, rallying around him. When somebody else steps in, like they've had to the last couple of years, does Taysom try and like take over that role, or you know somebody else kind of has to do it? Is it nothing? How does that work? Yeah, nothing has to be sent. You know, like nothing has to be fabricated. Like all this is all genuine us. Um, you know, Double D is a phenomenal leader and gives out. I mean, if you've tuned into some of his little turnups, I mean, he he gives out he gives out that fire each and every week. Um, so honestly, it's a collective effort. We drew we drew him down last year, and that was the first time, you know, really in my career that he'd been out for multiple games. Um, that's something that, you know, our defense sort of took over. It was like match our energy. You know, we had an opportunity and chances to then uh, you sort of ascertain that we were a defense to be not to be messed with, I guess, without without trying to curse. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and, you know, just the mentality that, you know, we're always going to have each other's backs. I mean, we're our brother's keepers. So going into this year, you know, Drew goes down, but it's a position that we've been in before. Um, and now it's just like, yo, like, off, like offense, you guys figure out who's going to be hiking this ball, but we still have, you know, Mike T. We still got AK. We still got Trey Quan, and Trey Quan's been playing his ass off this year. Then you go back yeah. and, um, you know, you add in Emmanuel Sanders. Like, you know, there's there's so many weapons. Um, Taysom and, and everything that he can do. And 
coach ended up rolling with Taysom. And, you know, we, we still have an all-pro left tackle, Teron Armstead, all-pro right tackle, Ryan Ramchek. You know, you've got a Pro Bowl guard and in, in AP, Andrews Pete. Um, and you got a you got a center that really plays well. I mean, at this point, he just put it on team. That next man up mentality, we trust yep. each other. Your favorite Drew Brees story, memory, whether it's the pregame amp up, um, any kind of you know motivational speech or anything like that. What's what's your favorite Drew Brees memory, other than his giant beach towel that he wears every week? Can you ask him about that? Oh man, um, come on! I mean. It was probably in back in the 80s when he was playing. I mean, <laughs> consistency is key. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, um, when I first got to league, I mean, of course, everybody knows who Drew Brees is. But when you see the way he works, it's not everything that other people see. It's the stuff that gets me is, is you know, the same way he was working out, running hard on sprints, running all that. Uh, my first year in the league, 10 years later, he's still doing the same thing. Like, the the way he's so meticulous about taking care of his body, the way, you know, he's always in the in, in the meeting room. Like, he's 20 years in, and his work ethic is probably it's escalated. Crazy. You know, like, it has never yeah. took a step back. It's that set standard of excellence that is the thing that will always stick out. I mean, I'm I'm sitting at year 10, and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm pushing myself to be better than I was the day before. And that standard is really set you know, set the tone by guys like Drew Brees, you know, Jonathan Vilma, you know how he was when he was when he was playing. I mean, you know, I had all the vets out there looking. So if anything, it's, I'm going to remember him for all the work that he put in that people don't see. Yeah. Do does the team feel that like, hey, this could be his last year. We got to you know, we got to show out a little bit. We got to make sure he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Does that enter anybody's mind, your mind specifically? I think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer like five years ago, six to seven. <laughs> Ten years ago, I mean, halfway through his career. But just like making sure, you know, like, all right, this has got to be, you know, he's his ride off into the sunset. We're kind of, I don't know. Does that ever, I mean, do you think about that or not really? He's top two quarterbacks and he's not two. So, um, yeah. you know, just most 5,000-yard seasons, most touchdowns, most passing yards, most, you know, I could just start throwing the most out there, most. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, But when you talk about, you know, could it be last season? They say that, they've been saying that every year for the last, like, five until it is what it yeah. is, I'll worry about it when it is. That sounds like the right. most George that's W. Fair. Bush statement ever. <laughs> yeah, that that was, but that's okay. Nuclear. <laughs> um, let's go. Um, all right, you guys. Let's let's look ahead. You said you're on to Atlanta, and you know I tried to stall as long as I could. The first matchup this season, you guys went 24 to nine, but this team has to be the best three and seven team in the league. I mean, they're right in every game. They just beat the breaks off the Raiders, who we thought were pretty good. Right. Uh, you guys lose to the Raiders early in the year. Where's your mindset going into this game? And, you know, when teams, I, I feel like when teams have nothing to play for, essentially nothing to lose, and they just go out play free, those teams are sometimes dangerous and they can derail teams that are on a mission like you guys. What's your mindset going in? What is what is uh, SP said about it? And, and where's the defense at? Um, I mean, going into, you know, getting on the plane after beating Denver, you know, we looked at each other and was like, all right, well, we got the Falcons this week. Like, it doesn't need to be a 24-hour rule. We need to be focused on them now. Because um, you know what they're bringing to the table. They got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Gage. You know, they brought in the tight end from, yeah. from Baltimore, uh, Hayden Hurst. So you have, you know, Matt Ryan, who has been a league MVP, you know, They've, yeah, you yeah. know, they've invested. They've still got Alex Mack at center. Um, 
Todd Gurley in the backfield who's coming downhill and, you know, at one point was leading the league in touchdowns. Um, this is like, again, this is an offense that can put up points. And we have to, you have yeah. to be mindful of that. So, and, and of course, you talk about just the Atlanta New Orleans rivalry. Like, yeah. In this rivalry, you could be 0-14. As long as you beat your rival two times, you straight. Like <laughs> That's what the city vibes has always been. It's like, right. you know, it's like Patriots going 14-2 and two and those two losses are to the Dolphins. Like, that, that's that rivalry, you know what I'm saying? It's not saying? okay. Like, you, yeah. you, you, know, you know what it is. Um, man, so when, you, when you're talking about what, we, what we're expecting is, is the best shot that they can give. Uh, and that's something that you know, we know we're going into with. What about uh, what about the Twitter beef between SP and Roddy White? I mean, <laughs> does that add to the to the fire a little bit? That was awesome I, to me. It I, seems I mean, like I it's really it Sean's personality, but yeah, I missed I missed it for a you second. What? Like I, I missed I missed all of it until like you know after the game, a reporter was like, "Hey, what did you think about Sean's tweets?" I was like, "No, you didn't see this." I didn't. Like I had to go back and look for it. Ugh. It just sounded like you know Roddy White was being Roddy White, just trying to get a hot take. It's not like yeah. <laughs> it's not like you know the Saints Atlanta is like a true rivalry. Like the Saints have in my time, my ten years here, have like a lot more wins than Atlanta does. But yeah. I think it's like a historical rivalry. Like we feel it between the cities, right? But if you look at if you look right. at it on paper, it's it's jaded. Yeah. It's slanted the one way, and it's no doubt. it's a very no sanctorious victory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we uh, we're trying to do our most in depth research here. Um, so of 155 games, you started 154 of them. Uh, let's see the year the one game you didn't get a start. The 16th game uh, of my year. rookie year. The 16th. Yeah. Because I was in one. Yeah. I wasn't in on on a pass rushing situation. We started. I was like I wasn't on dime. My rookie year, they told me it was first and second down. Third down belongs to veteran players. Rookies don't play third down. And since then, <laughs> I've had all types of rookies being on third down. So I'm pretty sure they just said, Cam Jordan, third down wasn't for you, rookie year, which I put on my shoulder as a chip and was like, I'm a, I'm a first, second, third, and fourth down player. If there's a down to be played, nice. I want a piece of it. 93 and a half sacks later. 92 and a half sacks later after my rookie year. Because I only had one. Let's go. <laughs> In fact, the only sack right. I got my rookie year was the game I didn't start. So maybe they shouldn't have started me all 16. I would have been in a better place. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you haven't thought about that at all. Weird. No. Okay. I don't dream about what I could have Let's been. Let's do... Uh... <laughs> your favorite New Orleans restaurant and what's your order? Man, I don't even know. It's like You realize I haven't been in a restaurant since March? <laughs> yeah, well, your favorite restaurant you used to go to? Man, for breakfast it was Yaya's. Yaya's comfort food okay. out here in uh out here in Harahan, you know. Um fire. They had this like first of all, they have these cinnamon pancakes. I don't even like pancakes like that. I feel like it's always too much like dough <laughs> dough situation going on. I'm a waffle guy. Right. But these pancakes, cinnamon Fuego. Um, then uh, they've got like this this breakfast skillet, you know, the egg whites, chorizo, you know, mm. pico, avocado Ooh. over the top, melted right. pepper jack. Um, crazy. And you get both orders. You get two don't things. Judge wow. <laughs> like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. And no, it's not an off season thing. This is in season. Treat yourself. <laughs> um, All right. But All right. just checking. Yeah, but I mean, if you go after that, it's. Uh, if it's like a dinner with, with me and, you know, wifey, me and Bay have a Bay date. Um, 
we uh you know i like uh doris metropolitan you get that a5 okay. wagyu skewers as the app Ooh. and then of course Ooh. you get lamb chops for the entree so you get best of both worlds and you you know get a wow. nice little cab i would say the jordan cab you know 2015 comes out of a french oak french gotcha. oak you know i'm not i'm not like the a hang. specialist or anything uh <laughs> wow yeah 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 but right. you know that's, that's, that's a meal. yeah that's that's a meal <laughs> all right that sounds like a good day dang i need to come eat with you all right um who's the funniest player in the locker room uh if i exclude myself because i think i'm hilarious <laughs> i'm the funniest clearly, guy just yeah, ask me yeah that's clearly the joke uh no it's probably it's probably right. we have a lot of we have so many personalities on our team we have so many people that are hilarious and and I think, like you know, office linemen don't mean to be funny. They're just goofy, <laughs> goofy by funny. themselves. Like their eclectic personalities make them funny. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah. directly funny, probably Craig Robertson, or uh, it might be, might be, sh- yeah, it might be Craig. Craig might, might, because he's re- he's willing to roast you at any given time. Like our, yeah, our our line, you know, our whole defense. Is is like such a brotherhood. Like we, you're roasted anytime. Like you know, you have older brothers. Like look for you to mess up. If you mess up, yep. it's your ass. <laughs> like it might, yeah. it might be the entire difference. My favorite moments when you're walking in on a uh, road trip Saturday. You're getting ready for the for the plane ride, and guy, like as soon as you walk in the locker room, whatever you're wearing, like it's fire. Everybody's looking and just waiting, <laughs> just waiting for you to come in with something suspect. And I remember Malcolm Jenkins being one of the best dressed guys, but he would, you know, he'd put together a lot of stuff and it was just, it looked like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. How does he, who's the best dressed right now? Who gets made fun of the most? Um, does Taysom Hill look like one of those guys coming and knocking on your door from the Church of Latter-day Saints? Like, how does he dress for road trips? Uh, I mean, road trips, I mean, him, and, him and Drew are, I think they're, I know Drew, I know Drew for sure has some shares of Untuck It, but I mean, just think of what Drew wears and then, you know, just put it on Taysom. Like, yeah, that's that's the copy, yeah. carbon copy. Like they might be a principal or a vice principal of a Catholic school or something? No, I mean, more like more like an accountant you trust. You know, like it, nothing oh, edgy, okay. nothing okay. like, but like nice button up, you know, some <laughs> slacks of some sort. And just like yeah, yeah. edgy tight boots. Like are those, are those, oh, oh, well, like what brand are those? Like where did you get these from? Like they're not, <laughs> they're not your square toe, but they're not, you know, super flashy, just... Hey, you're running the mill. Yeah. Like, you look nice. Are you going yeah. for a business interview? Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he meets you and shakes your hand like, Drew, from accounting, how the hell are you? Ex- hey. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. What about Malcolm? Is he still doing all Absolutely. his, you know, he's got the hats and the... Hey, you know, Demaris Seville. Demaris Seville. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he has a brick and That's, mortar. Yeah. He he is he is mm. fashionable. He got the top hat on, you know. You you take that yeah. top hat off, that that head is shining, boy. Like you know, and then <laughs> you got, you got the whole suits, you know. And he be he be fresh. I'm like, dang, I see you. Damn. I see you, you know. Damn. These are these are high standards. Okay. Then, then you got Demario Davis, yeah. three piece Demario. You know. Uh-huh. You know, good yeah, well, right. every Sunday he gonna have a three piece on. I'm like, boy, you're ready for church. I see you. But you the. <laughs> This is either, either but best church on Easter, not just any Sunday. It's church on Easter. Man, He's like to the nine. Man, no, no, church, church on Easter might be a little too loud. Like that's that's vibrant colors. That's your turquoises. You know, that's not double D. Yeah. Double D is like yeah. church on Christmas. Okay, like you got to show out for the okay Lord. earth tones. Or, okay, no doubt. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, like boy, you're clean. 
Like your mama be proud. <laughs> he clean. Like <laughs> easiest, like DeMario kill the, kill the game. And then, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, and then you got, you know, you, you got your young guns like uh, like Two Spoons and, and, and Sean, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, okay. um, you know, who okay. were just like fresh, like just dripping, you know what I'm saying? Solid. And, and, okay. The latest. And then, of course, you got Emmanuel okay. Sanders, big drip. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. And he's like a lot of, um, you know, big brands, big logo kind of guy, designer kind of guy. Big drip. Christian right? Dior, Dior. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, red bottoms and, the, you know, yep. the whole thing. He's very. Yeah. Quan Alexander, okay. just like That's that. Fair. Hey, big drip. Hey, you ain't, play, okay. you ain't messing around when you're walking around. You know what I'm saying? You got to <laughs> elevate your game. You can't just be in whatever. You're going to get fired up. It's it's not how you it's not how you come about you know what I'm saying and That's then good. you know of That's course good. you got you got your offensive linemen who look like they're sponsored by Wrangler you know yeah <laughs> you just come in and it's like oh you guys all shot that big and tall I get that you guys have the same assortment of clothes and I DXL yeah what, whatever whatever's in that three X you know tall situation <laughs> I get it. I get it okay um, last one of these uh, the fastest player on the team. I know most people would say Alvin Kamara, no, but oh no, they wouldn't. Taysom Hill has a faster recorded forty at the combine. Did you know that? A pro day or combine? Uh, pro day, pro day. Yeah, I'll say he's he's a pro day guy. He's a pro day guy. I don't you you don't trust <laughs> pro, pro day guy. That's just like that's just like okay, but that's just four, like when five, you six like, for when Kamara guys run four, at four, USC four? and run two tenths faster than what they did at the combine. I don't trust pro days. When guys are like I ran a four I mean, three like a, a month pro, a to day. prepare. I'm like, mm, unless it was laser time at the combine where they, I, I swear that their ideas to make you slower than what you are, I don't trust it. Like, you know, okay. I ran a 4.69 okay. unofficial and then my thing came out to a 4.78 or whatever it is, 4.77, whatever it was. But I was like, I'm a 4.6 guy. Okay. Then you catch that official and it's like, oh, but pro day, pro day, they're like, that Ouch. same time could be a 4.5. They're like, mm, 4.5. No, that's, that's yeah. legit. I don't. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. If you're All right. So tomorrow's the fastest. Team, he's fast. He's fast. Uh, Deontay Harris. Deontay. Oh, okay. Um, Fair. Marshawn says he ran a four tree. So, you know, don't don't ever. And then, of course, you P-Rob. P-Rob is fat. Like I say, if I can get Justin Hardy, Justin Hardy, JT Gray, Marshawn, and Deontay on a 40, that would be the fastest. I, I t- yeah, Taste wow. not in there. Taste not in there at all. Wow. I mean, okay. he's, he's a 4-4 four, four guy, right? Yeah, it said 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Yeah, so he's not in there at all. Like, I'll, th- those four are, and I might have to, yeah, those four are four threes. I don't. Okay. He, he's, he's missing okay. out by, like, a whole two steps. <laughs> but as a quarterback, Fair. fastest quarterback in the last 20 years or something like that. That's impressive. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. Um, you're on a podcast with the Players Tribune Trust Levels with Mark Ingram, which Big I've heard a couple levels. episodes. What should you know, listeners and viewers? What should they expect from that podcast? Man, Trust Levels is is just it's just a wave. It's just me and my dog just kicking it like how we're doing now, uh, talking to our friends across the league, people that we know, people that we play with, people that you know we've had the pleasure of hanging out with in the off seasons or know through our schools or whatever. So it's just interpersonal. Like you get real friendly, get to know some guys that may, you may not know about. Then um, as we're talking, you know, again, we're, we're catching the football side, but we're catching them as people. So it's just straight. It's just Good. chill vibes. Just just kick back, lay back, talking. 
really with really without props. That's like great. it's really off script. Eighty percent of it, ninety five percent of it. What about these five W's? Mm. Who, what, when, why, and how? Oh, how is how on there? I was gonna say five W's. I said, oh, we ain't got that. What's that? It. What about where? <laughs> um, where? Uh, the moment me and Mark became teammates, uh, we were like, bro, okay. like you know, you know the vibes. I, he was already he was already uh, in New Orleans training when we got drafted. I crashed on his couch for the first couple of weeks until I found my own spot. You know, um, especially because it was a lockout year, so we had no contact with the team. It was really just like me on my own at 21 years old. Like, oh wow, that was the year. Yeah, right. And huh. then he was like, "Bro, I'm already training down here. I already got a spot here. Just crash till you find somewhere." And we, you know, that if that doesn't tell you what type of guy he is, I mean, like he didn't know me from. You know what I'm saying? We knew of each other, yeah. then we got drafted, and he was like, hey, bro, Mikasa Sukasa. So he really became a brother to me. So, uh, you know, fast forward nice. 10 years, I was like, you know, he leaves to the Ravens a year ago. And I was like, man, I was like, yo, like my brother is gone, but we still could create something. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. I started doing some uh, IG Live stuff with, uh, with Players Tribune. And then I was like, you know, parlayed the idea. I was like, look, my guy... Like, we could turn this into, like, a regular thing, turn it into a podcast, like, have some fun with it. But let me bring in my brother, and, you know, that's that's electric off-rip because we feed off each other and, you know, always have uh, just the energy alone and, you know, have a lot of things that line up together. He started a family, I started a family, married, married, kids. He's got hella kids. He's got four of them things. I got three right now. <laughs> I'm about to join in the ranks of the fourth kid, so I'm not, I, you know. Oh, wow, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because three's not a lot. I know what you were doing during quarantine. Man, I was trying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes perfect, buddy. Good job. I Great work. It looks like you love being a dad. Um, your daughter running in there during the show is so cute. And um, how has that, that changed you as a person, as a player? I mean, I'm sure it's given you great perspective on life versus football. And a lot of players, you know, fall into that trap. Like, you know, football is the most important thing in the world. And then, you know, once you have kids, once you have a family, you realize that it's something you do. It's not all of who you are. Um, how much have your kids and your family impacted your life? And, and um, you know, talk about them for a little bit, how much they motivate you. Um, I mean, I feel like, I'm blessed enough to know that, like, I was born into the life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was born and my dad, yeah. you know, played football, but my parents did a phenomenal job of, like, hey, dad went to work, and when dad's done with work, then he comes home. Like, that that sort of car compartmentalization has always been able, like, been instilled into me. So, you know, whether it's, you know, you're a student athlete or whether it's whatever it is, it's, it's whatever, you know, field, school, Family, like it's always been sectional, um, and then of course you you have your own family, and it's like, hey, football, like you know, of course it's God, family, then football. It just you know you put it right under there, but it's it's top three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in terms of motivation, yeah. uh, you know, you put your best foot forward, and for me, it's always been it's been legacy. Like you know, Pops played 13 years, had six Pro Bowls. I was like, yo, if I if I make it to the league, then I can, you know, at least add my name onto the legacy. Like, yo, we made it to the league. Like, you know, the Step Brothers episode, That's like, cool. when he was like, Dad, we're a family of learning doctors. <laughs> Except, you know, like, you know, we're a family of football players. Pops was a Pro Bowl player. I became yeah. a Pro Bowl player. Um, and then my son came into the picture. You know, he's the oldest, so I've got a five-year-old son, Tank Jordan. And I gave him the government official name, Tank. Like, it's his middle, but... Tank is Tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be yeah. soft with a name like Tank. He came out there. Heavy. That's right. 
And so he's he's like the most physical, tallest little monster ever. Like, you know, I'm hoping he's Good. gonna be a basketball player, but he tackles everybody. So I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, go ahead, be finesse. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to yeah. run through a brick wall. You can just, you know, be on the outside and just shoot that thing. Like, you could be, there you go, you know. But you know, he was he's got born into my life. What right after my first Pro Bowl, second Pro Bowl, one of those things. And it's just like the the amount of pride you get of having your own. You know, you you look at him as like, yeah. well, if I take a step forward, he's following in my footsteps. So you get you yeah. can't ever like slack off. You can't ever like you know show any sort type of of not something that's not your best, something that you would be proud of because he's gonna look at that. You know, um, if anything, yeah. it just adds to what you need to do. So if I'm running sprints, it's like. And he's out there. It's like, yo, I'm probably running probably three or four more. Because it's like, yo, like he's going to know Dad puts in that work. <laughs> he's going to know Dad puts in that work. Like, he can't beat you yet. No, nah, man. He, he a long way off from that one. Not until he goes to college. Not until he goes to college. No, I mean, I mean, I smoked my dad when I was in high school. Like, that's how I was like. And then I was like All two. Right. Yeah, I was probably senior year of high school. After a practice, smoked him in a race and was like, ah. I was like, you know, I'm just 270 pop, 275. <laughs> it is what it is. But, you know, I'm also, you know, I also, you know, state champion in discus, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I, my head was way too big as a senior in high school. I thought I, come on. <laughs> Sounds but, like it. Man, you know, the moment you get, like, scholarship offers in, you're, you're like, you know, your parents are like, yeah. grades. I'm like, I'm already in college, so. <laughs> <laughs> they, they already want me, so, you know, I'm actually. I'm already in college. Yeah, like, I've already met all the clearinghouse requirements. As a junior, so you know, <laughs> like you know what senior year is going to be. Like it's, I'm it's good. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, mom, I'm already a cow. You know, <laughs> you're just it. looking at your um, mom like, mom, I'm already gone. Then you team up with the United Way of Southeast Louisiana. We'll we'll end on this, but you're helping with Hurricane Laura. Um, you know, August 20th through August 29th, there were 33 fatalities, um, hundreds injured, thousands still displaced from their homes. Man. So you're helping raise money. You've donated some of your own money. Uh, how can people get involved to help and, and fill us in on, on what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, um, from, you know, this this 2020 just being what it is, COVID um, to, you know, being super, you know, country shutting down, everybody having to be, be so far away from each other. And then, of course, uh, you know, really Lake Charles and the surrounding areas being affected by not only Laura, but Delta and Zeta. Like there was there were so many hurricanes right. that sort of affected our area. Um, I'm always looking to see like what more we can do. And of course, I've got, you know, connect over at, you know, United Way. We've done some things. We've done a couple of different charitable events. Um, and I was like, hey, I was like, yo, I want to I want to try and help our people who Lake Charles is probably like two hours away, two and a half hours away. Um and it's like, how do I best help? And we sort of collabed and was like, this is our best way. And uh, if we can raise money, great. Uh, and how much money can we raise? So we, I think we ended up raising like $50,000. Um, and just recently, I think we shut down the GoFundMe. But it's all these actionable items that are being sent out there to the city that is now not, not now trying to get back. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, everything from people losing jobs to houses being destroyed to whatever it is. Um, it's just like, you know, our way of, at least my way of trying to bring back positivity to an area that was devastated or affected by multiple hurricanes this year. I mean, it's like, it never let up. It was like, yo, hurricane season's over and these hurricanes are coming through. And as, as a, as a man from New Orleans or a man playing in New Orleans, man that has been around New Orleans for the last 10 years, it's like, how can I help my community who has supported us for so long? How can we try and give some back? 
and you do something else in the community too. Um, I, I don't know if this started before this past off season with, uh, you know, that highlighted the tumultuous relationship between police officers and the community um, and George Floyd, the wake of his, of his death. I mean, you do this police training in New Orleans. Um, how long have you been doing that? And what type of work are you doing with them, your goals, your aspirations with that? Uh, it, it's really impressive. I know, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, very involved in the community, always has been, um, you know, and not just somebody, when something happens, you hear a lot of people talking, but you and Malcolm Jenkins are people of action. That's, that's really Im impressive. So what's the uh, police training all about and what are you getting from that? Right, it's, uh, so it's, uh, it's like partnering with uh, Crescent City Corps, uh, we talk about it goes into the New Orleans Police Department, which is like, which is super rare. And when you talk about like retraining or, or trying to add on to training of, of a police police force, um, it really goes in and, and gives them the directive to do that. And not normally when you're like, oh, you know, you hear statements from police departments where it's like, hey, we're going through this training program. But it's always like through the government or through their own their own channels. Right. This is this is something outside of that. This is people coming in and bringing in a way to teach people how to have, you know, community relations with the actual community that they're in, <laughs> uh, which I thought was a superb right. idea just because I go through like like everybody else, I go through this idea of, you know, is it okay to defund the police? Is it okay to reallocate funds? Is it like, you know, with lack of better words, distancing yourself from the idea that we need to be policed. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, what can we do to actually affect change? And that idea of bringing positivity, of, of trying to, you know, think about how if I go about saying, oh, we need to do this, 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 this put actions behind your words. And I think this could be the best step forward. We just started because it's like, you're sifting through different programs, but I felt that this was the most ideal situation for me to try and at least promote change from the relationship of, you know, police and its community. Um, and this is something that, you know, whether hopefully it goes great and we inspire to, you know, push more classes out. Um, and this first class is probably gonna be 80 people uh, from the 15 that it was, I mean, and that's just the first class. If wow. it goes well, we've got to keep on pushing. we got to make this a bigger thing. Um, and, you know, just focusing on New Orleans first, hopefully we can expand out and be become sort of sort of the natural change of causes if it's a positive enforcement. And that's what we're looking for is that positive change. That's huge. That's awesome. I'm going to show you a couple of plays. We're partnered with... Um East Bay and Conquer, H-E-R, for female athletes. First female Power 5 player to go in the game. Vanderbilt, I would have hoped, could at least get into field goal range. They couldn't, so they tried this directional pooch punt, but she's the first female to do it. And hopefully this next week they get her on the board and get her some points. But did you happen to catch this play this week? Yeah, I mean, I caught the highlight for sure. Um, I mean... I'm a guy with two daughters. <laughs> you know, you, you just, you, you see these things, it's like, the more they can do. And they almost get the bounce, watch. Okay, little directional pooch. Oh, they almost got the bounce at the end, though. They almost got it. Your reaction to that when you saw that this weekend, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, this goes into with what, me knowing that she could probably, I want to see her, I want to see her kick a real field goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know. She had that bounce where she could have created something, but if she kicks a real one, like, that's what I'm talking about. And, I mean, that's inspiring on the same likes of, of you know, 
Sam Gordon, when she came out there and she was juking all those kids back in the gap, you know, she was out there giving kids <laughs> yeah. sauce on the field. You're like, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just looking for elite athletes. They don't care how they come. Like, I don't care, you know, height, weight, gender. Like, if you can play ball, you can play ball. Um, that's just like... If you can ball, you can ball. Right. Carly Lloyd was out there drilling them things. I was like, I know she can make a team. Yep. Like, I see some guys yep. out there shanking yep. these things. And you're like, yo, well, you might as well. <laughs> hey, bring the next one up. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Okay, and then uh, we have one last segment. It's called Put in Work. If you can think back through your career, what has been one thing that's been a part of your routine, whether it's diet, exercise, something that you specifically look back on and say, like, that's who I am. That's what I do. This is how I put in work. Speak to the youth out there like you always do. I mean, from from jump, and I probably take this all the way back to high school. Uh, when you're doing conditioning, you know, when you're running uh, and you, you're in practice and you're a big man, but you're out there running with your next posi- position group up. I was that kid that was like, you know, the defensive line didn't want to run with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, nah, Cam, you got to run with the linebackers. And the linebackers were like, nah, bro, you got to <laughs> run with the DBs. You know what I'm saying? Like, be that kid. Be that kid that always gives 100%. Don't be that, that kid that, like, you know, coasts and then the last sprint, that's your time to shine. Like, don't be that guy. Like, in my mind... It was always to push myself to that next level. So um, even when so when I'm running by myself, it's like I'm running against my shadow. Like if I did if I did yeah. five gassers the day before, I'm always pushing for a sixth one. If I did, you know, if I'm just running hundreds or two hundreds, it's like, yo, if I did three two hundreds and, you know, four one hundreds, then the next day that I'm probably gonna do one one more of each set. And it's like, yo, find that extra oomph. Cause there's always gonna be somebody um, in my mind, that's how I put in work is there's always going to be somebody trying to take your job. But if you keep on beating yourself, who can beat you? That's great, man. We love that. Thank you so much for taking this time. This is your off day. We sincerely appreciate it. Have fun with your family. Good luck on the rest of the season. Stay healthy and we'll catch up with you soon. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Appreciate it, bro. Like, share, subscribe uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.